This is Bench Time with Todd and Brett Wiley from HOScaleCustoms.com. Bench Time is a model railroading podcast that focuses on the modeling side of the hobby, where we focus way too much attention on the small scenery and structure details of our layouts. Each week, we'll cover topics from tools and scratch building to current projects, and we'll also share our mess-ups and triumphs with modeling. Not that we don't pay attention to the trains either, we just get all excited about the realism of our scenery. So sit down, you fine-scale freaks. We're about to dive into the details. Hello, welcome to episode two, week two of our podcast, Bench Time. With I, I'm your host, uh, Todd Wiley, and of course, Brett Wiley uh, is here with us as well. And uh, we're here today to talk to you about um, some of the fun projects that we have going on, some of the uh, kits that we are working with, um, of course, um, any of the uh, um, tools that we really like and enjoy to use, some of the, uh, and we have a featured product uh, tonight that Brett will get on to. Um, our main subject tonight will be talking about directions or bad directions, let's put it that way, um, that you find in your kits, um, particular way things are worded, uh, how things are, you know, don't, don't match with the, with the, with everything. We'll get into all that tonight. Um, things that frustrate you. Um, Brett, have anything to say tonight? No, I'm just ready to get started and I'm, I'm excited. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, uh, first feature for us tonight is all, uh, we're going to start with, um, on the workbench. Uh, can you talk about any, uh, Anything you got working on your workbench tonight, Brett? I'm actually trying to wrap something up as we talk, which probably isn't good, but uh, I'm so excited about it. I'm finally finishing this roof. <laughs> like, right now, I'm finishing the roof. I'm just doing it. So, it it's pretty complex. You didn't I mean, even see I, it I, yet. It's going to be insane. I've seen, seen the photos of it uh, that you showed me when you texted them to me, and then I've also seen um, your original diagram. Uh, of the the building. Now you took that off of a of an actual building photograph, correct? Uh, yeah, I found like an old sketch, like an old I don't know image, like an old image of a sketch of of a building, kind of like a line drawing of that you'd see in the early 1900s, late 1800s of a town. And I just like the building shape, so I just made it. So it's, so it's kind of like a like a prototype, but not a prototype exactly because I know you. You tend to modify uh, just about everything. It's pretty you, close. You do. Oh, it's pretty close, huh? Yeah, but it's unique enough that no one's ever. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. I mean, just for the just for our listeners, I mean, the 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 roof complex, as far as I can describe from what I, little I have seen so far, I'm really anxious to see it. Is it is one big main long roof area uh, on the larger part of the roof, but it's an odd shape, almost like a barn type top. But then it has these dormers, they're large dormers that are coming off of them at different angles, and um, it's really, really a unique, unique shape roof. I don't think I've seen anything quite like that. Yeah, it has like three different ridge lines. Right, like the roof has three ridges, main ridges. Actually, now, what, what kind of a uh, uh, roof, roofy material are you gonna actually gonna put on it? Oh, I don't even know yet. Oh, I just got the cardboard on tonight. 
uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably make it look like some kind of tiled roof, like a ceramic right. roof. Are you using that? You're using that chipboard that we bought in. Uh, yeah. In the big it's pack. Just, yeah, cardboard yeah. stock. Right, cardboard stock. I mean, yeah. that's, that's good. And for the listeners out there, I mean, if you're you know if you're doing a scratch building, uh, a lot of kits uh, do that as well. They come with that. You know the basic uh, card stock, but it's a, it's called chipboard. It's you can find it online. You can look it up on you know eBay or you can buy it from different manufacturers uh, uh, on eBay or, or Amazon that type of thing. It usually come in packs like a you know, uh, sheets of fifty or a hundred. And yeah, it looks um, like the different ba- it just looks like the back of if you've never used it, it just looks like what you see in the back, the very back of a notebook like that cardboard right right or cereal so, box it's yeah, exactly it's a cereal box on that. right in fact you could probably use cereal boxes yeah build your I, i've read of that before from other violators that's pretty cool so so the building itself can you give us a little more detail on it or uh yeah it's called olga's grocery or olga's mm-hmm. fancy grocery and uh it's just an all clapboard siding building and it's uh, I don't even know what the heck the scale size it is. It's the sum scale size. I never really measure stuff, and uh, it's it's life like scale, but I'm not that precise with things. And it's kind of like a barn on one end with a addition on the front, which would be like a storefront. But uh, yeah, it's I mean it's just really strange. It's just unique. I haven't seen anything like it. So you know. Right. I'm excited to get done, but actually, I'm going to pull it up into your view here. I know people listening can't see it, but right. I just finished the roof without any roofing material on it. Oh, wow. And I got some tape. Oh, that I mean, looks really, really you have, nice. You can see the tape I'm using to hold some pieces together. I see that, but, yeah. Uh, well, that's going to be hidden anyways. That looks really, really sweet. And I put some... That's a- I don't think I've seen a, a building I put white trim, shape like that. White trim up in the dormers Oh, that's here. a nice touch. So that's a great I touch. I still got to do these two pieces. So what I'm looking here at uh, for the for the listeners uh, will be it's a it's a gray clapboard. Is that a gray color yeah. clapboard? And, and it has um, uh, your roof on it, like we were trying to describe. And, and until maybe later when we get a, a way to um, actually put some photos to a link and match them up with. Uh, our website, we can we can do that. Uh, well, of course we can. He can. I'm sure he will. Add yeah, I'll up post to it here. Instagram next and days. Facebook and sure, and then a website. But um, yeah. it's got white trim windows, and then of course the, the, these really cool, unique dormers in the back. The one main structure has a really uh, odd shape. Ball, yeah, this part was really, awful. That's pretty sharp. I mean, that's that's really nice. He's lifted some of the the clapboard. Um, to make it look like the the boards are lifted up a little bit on, and that's, on, on various spots, not overdone. You know that big Tabasco oh, yeah, yeah. sign I did. One thing uh, is his sign work; it's just it's absolutely incredible. It's it's almost full side of the one wall, and it is uh, so yeah, yeah it's, pretty happy. Yeah, with it. it's it's pretty nice. I, <laughs> I really like it. Um, oh, that's great. Is there anything you have in the future coming up after that, or well, that took are you going to be working on that for a little while? Well, all I have to do is finish the, those trim pieces and do the roof. But uh, right, I think I'm going to use your masking tape roof approach. Oh, 
Yeah, sometime we'll have to feature that. And uh, I'm going to use the masking tape roof, and I'm going to make it like a like a green color, like an age age metal copper color roof. So. Oh, that'll be that'll be really cool. That a copper roof on that structure would look awesome. I mean, and you know, for the for the listeners, I mean, what you can virtually make it doesn't your roof doesn't always have to be black or brown or. You know, I mean, I've, we've seen a lot of modeling where we get that redwood red or that, you know, that, that burgundy color or, um, you know, it, there's lots of different colors of roofing out there. So, But the uh, copper roof, when done real well, I mean, it, you know, with the right paints, you can match up and find the right kind of paints and acrylics. I have a couple here um, that I've had good luck with in Green Sea by Folk Art. Uh, it's an acrylic paint uh, that they have, just their basic craft acrylic. Um, I've also had a, um, some good luck with, like, mint colors. Uh, and you and you can, you know, mix them up and uh, get different tones out of them. Pistachio Mint. That's uh, by uh, Americana Deco Art, another craft paint. <laughs> I've had good luck with those. I'm, I'm sure you've tried different things, Brett, for, you know, I know you've done some other copper stuff. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I uh, tried to make yeah. one out of out of real copper and uh-huh. uh it was like it was like six pounds i couldn't it was it was the roof was too heavy it was never gonna work so I, 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 I actually remember that but uh yeah well that's great man that's great yeah, what about you uh wow well on the workbench right now as we speak and it's gonna be part of our feature here tonight for uh my detail parts feature uh, I am working on a troll—it's uh, troll trains, a uh, train troll. I'm sorry, train troll is the name of the company. They make model ships and narrow gauge stuff. But this is an HO scale um, fish cart, and it's a—it's a smaller detail. It's, it's what's on my workbench now. Um, it's all laser cut. It's just a small fish cart has. I mean, all the um, the tiny wheels, and um, actually, it's a large size wheel. It's probably as tall as a, just a little shorter than an HS scale man on a wheel. Um, they're they're hand pulled fish carts from back in the day that would, as a fish would be pulled off of a dock or a boat, um, and then loaded in the carts and carted to wherever they're going or whatever building they're taking them to. Um, they're they're really really pretty pretty cool um they're did once you get them cut apart and put together uh they're not really expensive i think it was like about 10 bucks and you get two carts uh but they're really finely detailed lots of uh i'll show you one i'm working on now if you can see that my camera might really be bad oh yeah but that's it there and i'll get into when we get into the uh uh, small detail part. I'll get into the details of what I'm running into with it a little bit, but it's neat. I mean, it's it's a it's a really neat, a unique type of thing uh, of a, a hand cart. But he really adds uh, uh, a lot of uh, detailed depth in there with nail holes and everything else that are already laser cut into uh, the wood itself. It's a neat little model. Uh, earlier this week, I did some of it also made by Train Troll. Um, I did a, uh, a fish crates, and they have handles and, and such. And I did, uh, they come 12 to a pack, 
Uh, I think they were, I don't know, seven bucks or eight bucks or something like that. Um, and they were just same thing. You, you know, they had the walls that are laser cut, the walls of the crates, you know, little handles, uh, handle holes on the ends. And then, of course, you know, on the docks, they've been stored fish in, in these crates uh, back in the day, early part of the you know, 20th century. Um, so. I can yeah. hear your cat meowing in, in the background. I know. I, I probably should just shut this door. <laughs> it's just but... like every two seconds, I can hear the cat meowing. <laughs> Meow. Yeah. Meow. Well, next podcast, we'll have to make sure that the I'm not cat cutting is that out. No. Cat stays in it. What's that? Cat stays oh, in okay. it. Why did you say cut out? I said next time I we do a podcast, I'm going to make sure to quarantine the cat. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, put, we'll quarantine it somewhere else in the house now. Um, he's been actually he's been annoying today a little bit, but yeah. You know, he, um, so on that end of it, that's that. As far as in my future, um, for for what's on my table, uh, these carts I should have done tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing I'm going to do the Metzger building uh, FOS scale models. I bought it at the show. Um, it's a large apartment type complex on the top part, uh, four stories high, I believe, and it has um, several businesses, storefronts that wrap around the front end of the building uh, down at the bottom. It's really a, a sharp uh, model. If you get a chance to get online and go to their website, uh, FOS Scale Models, uh, and you can see that the building I'm working with. Um, I, I bought it at the show. And um, it, at the show, I opened it up at the hotel because I was bored that evening, um, and there was no graphic sheet in it or signs. So um, I went back to the show the next day, and I showed them, and they took my address and everything, and I, I got them in the mail today. They didn't waste a lot of time sending it back out to me, which is great, and uh, it's good service. I got it in the mail today, so now I can kind of proceed because some of the walls and stuff, I don't have to have signage and uh, I need to assemble that uh, put the signs onto the building before I start assembly so before I dug it out of the box and start putting together I thought I'd hold off till it arrived so I'm excited about that it's a building I've been looking at for oh, I don't know a good a good year on their website and uh, kind of held off and got some other buildings from other manufacturers and from him uh, quite a few as you have as well Brett I know and um but this is one I'm, I'm really kind of excited about. It's big, so I'm going to have to find some room on this workbench somehow. Uh, and I'll, I guess I'll play around with that tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, so that's what's on my plate right now. And, you know, um, you know I guess uh, what we need to talk about next would be, uh, uh, well, we didn't talk about future products, uh, but um, uh, your future project um, would be, let's get into the directions. Now we're on it. Um, that incident I had there with the, well, the, well, the incident, but the, the fact that I didn't have any graphics in the box was probably the first and only time that I've had uh, anything missing from one of those kits like that. And uh, um, as far as uh, you know, paperwork and stuff goes. So I, I can honestly say uh, that, but that is a frustrating thing. I mean, not, not with the, the graphics, but with directions. And you open up a kit, and you find these kits that don't, these companies that, that write them, but they, they write them poorly, you know? Um, or they talk about it, not, like they talk about a kit that was changed, 
you know, like an older version of that kit, but they never update the directions. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They love to put that in there to put like, oh well, we, you know, we updated this and this section's now changed a little bit, but then they don't tell you how. Um, I've run into that before. There was one particular manufacturer you and I have both had a nightmare with, um, hmm. and <laughs> and they're they're. Their, uh, their kits are nice. It's like, I've built several it, of them. It's like um, they they were sober during the day when they <laughs> assembled the kits. And then when they wrote the instructions for them, they were completely sm- like just smashed typing. They were right. like blackout drunk typing the instructions. But the, <laughs> So the kits are good, but then the instructions were like, that's not even, I don't even have that in my, that's not even in the box. Like, what is this? Yeah, the referencing things yeah, in that. Uh, on that, and that, and also the same manufacturer. It's my biggest pet peeve on that is there's when they write it out, it's all one paragraph the whole way down the sheet. I mean, everything is written. There's no breaks at all, you know. And and you almost have to put like a take your ruler and lay it on it as you read the directions, so you don't lose your place. Because if you turn your head away from it. And you start working on something, you turn around. Next thing you know, you your 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 glue's drying while you're trying to figure out what part goes to what. Because you got to look, you got to pinpoint it back onto the onto the direction. It's like looking at a full page text of a book, you know, that has like no but has no line breaks whatsoever. And yeah, you know, it it wasn't so much. It wasn't greatly. It wasn't well written. But it was, it wasn't terrible. It was just the fact that it runs on and on, and then the punctuation at times wasn't there, and then the sentences kind of run together, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a shame. I I will tell you since we're not going to mention the ones that 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 don't do a good job of them, don't know who they are. I mean, some people may be able to guess out who we are t- talking about right now. Okay, but. Uh, I'll tell you the ones, and I have no problem with uh, telling anybody the ones that do do a good job. Um, one of my favorites, uh, I feel, is Bar Mills. I mean, I even told them that at the show. Um, their directions are extremely well done. I mean, I feel like they, like they're there as I'm reading. It's like they're reading it to me uh, or guiding me and they're in the room. Did you get that feeling when you do bar mills? Or yeah, yeah, they're just they they've written them like they're giving you a step by step, sitting right beside you. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's how they should be done. I mean, if it's your kit and you expect the other people to, to be able to follow it and buy it and then buy in the future from you and make a nice model, you know, you want to give them it's your product. You know, have a little pride in your product. And draw the draw the directions out with as much detail as you can. Um, you know, diagrams are nice. A lot of them don't have any diagrams in them. You know, at least I, I will say uh, Bar Mills does, uh, FOS does. I've, I've noticed with those that they do this KC um, uh, Craftsman kits that I got. I opened up and looked at the directions, and there's diagrams. It's well written. Um, these, yeah, these are these are good kits. Um, where they take the time and they put a little pride in it, or 
in inner, um, inner direction writing. Or you know, they, they put a thought process into it to try and help the modeler out. Hey, real quick. You know. Yeah. Mute your phone. Oh, jeez. Sorry heard like, about that. <laughs> I've heard it like four times now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Got I it. mean, I know you're missing popularity, but. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's, we were watching that football game, and and uh, then so when our when our team won, uh, everybody's gonna be uh, right. All the haters are hating. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, directions are huge. You know what else I like in directions? Um, we were talking. I was talking about diagrams, um, templates. Uh, when they put a nice template in where you can actually to scale a scale template now I don't know some of them I've seen they put a te- they put what should be a template in there but you can't match up your wood on their template you kind of just gotta it's more of a diagram um, I don't know if they expect you uh, they're afraid you're gonna keep the template and re remake a second one or put it put parts together that you can resell or if, I, if you're that but, good you're gonna copy the pieces anyways right right like if, uh, if, if you're really that good at it you're gonna copy the pieces so give me like give me a little bit to work with here yeah yeah I, 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 I agree and and you know what so what so what if I did make some more and I put them on my layout not of that let's say it's a let's say it's a a template to put together, you know, the intricacies that you have sometime with a thin strip wood where you put together a billboard. Okay. Now I know that some of the model manufacturers give you a perfect two scale, um, a template where you can lay your pieces right on the paper itself, on the directions. They're not concerned whether or not you're going to make some more billboards out of it. Be you, you paid good money for it. I paid good money for the damn kit. I want to have to be able to do whatever I want with it. Have I done that? Have I made multiples of things? No, but you know what? I keep all my directions. I keep every direction I have on any kit I've ever built and in if, a folder. If you're a good modeler, you can. Yeah, that's that, that's the thing that it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. If you're if you're right. that, if you're buying that quality of a kit, chances are you could just duplicate that kit again. Right on your own. Yeah, I mean, I love kits. You know, you know I love kits. And yeah. I know you love the scratch building. And I've done some scratch building. I did the lighthouse thing. It turned out I was really happy with. Um, and I'm going to be making some more of them and hopefully selling them on our website. Yeah, what are you waiting uh, for? Yeah, no, I haven't really got on I that. shouldn't be wanting to talk. I just finished mine. <laughs> well, I will be finished uh, with mine. But I have the parts all ready to go with it. And I ordered all the windows and everything else. And I'm going to start assembling them and and uh, put them up for sale once I build them. But but anyhow, I love to do it, but I love kits. I love to see the, the newer stuff, the ingenuity that comes out from these modelers. I love the, I love being able to open up the box and just dig in and get to work. And it's not necessarily my thought. Um, it's some, somebody else's thoughts when they build it. But, you know, as far as making your own, you can do, there's not a kit out there that if you wanted to and you had half a brain cell, you should be able to take some wood, you know, some clapboard siding wood or whatever you're working with in, in, in sheets, 
cut them down to scale with a you know with a proper scale rule. Um, a couple other nice tools, maybe a. Um, I often use this uh, uh, digital caliper, and um, I've had you know that really helps a lot. But um, you know, come up with your own building. I mean, and you can come up with just about any building. You can look at a building, uh, go out somewhere, look at a building, take some measurements on a notepad or something, come home and build the dang thing. It's, In reality, it's not rocket science. Most, if you if you look at most windows, most windows are a standard height, or most doors are a standard height door. Like a six, most right. doors are six foot eight. Sure. So if you take a picture of a building when you're out, you're you know you're visiting an older town, or you're visiting any place, and you like a building that you want to make, just take a picture of right. it with your cell phone, knowing that most door frames are six foot eight. Yeah. You know, six foot eight inches high and then right there's your scale you just measure it off the, the the size of the door frame when you get home right yeah eyeball it from your photos if you want yeah you know obviously you're not going to get out <coughs> walk up to the old building and walk around it with your tape measure and you know probably are people like that but uh you know the photographs alone should help you be able to eyeball and break it down into into what is some kind of facsimile of what what you want to build and um, really, in my opinion, is there's really no structure too small or too large that if you wanted to, you couldn't easily build. And the parts are there. Like you said about the windows, I, I can – was it Tiki or Tiki? What do you say? You say Tiki, don't you? I call them Tiki, but I've heard everyone say it differently. Okay, so I can go there, and I can get any – just about any imaginable window that you want to get. And it's going to cost you what? three four bucks a pack and you'll get like a dozen windows in it okay so so it costs you so it costs you eight bucks and you have to buy two packs of windows or whatever it's still going to cost you less than hundreds of dollars to buy a kit you could probably put a kit together you know with a little ingenuity what for 20 here's that cat by the way he's bugging it now he's at me um but uh well this building i'm working on right now it's pretty big, and I think the total cost in parts was like sixteen dollars, maybe. Yeah. So you can build it's a fairly, you can build a substantial, substantially sized building for less than twenty bucks. Right, and and that that building you showed me with the the roof, um, it, it, you know, from a kit manufacturer, and no offense to any of the kit manufacturers out there, but uh, that there you could probably. You know, when it's done, and somebody else would make that and put it out on the market to sell it. That's a. You said you paid sixteen dollars for for the. It's like material. yeah, it's like sixteen dollars um, in parts. That that kit would sell for one hundred thirty bucks, or like or, or more. I don't think or more. We haven't yeah. bought a kit this size. Yeah. For for less than one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, that's true too. But you know, even then, look at it. So look at that difference that you've you've made just by having and you know how that comes Brett it comes by you have first learned with proper directions right you took proper directions it showed you how to build them you know uh, companies like bar mills and FOS yeah, it's where you learn the time to explain it how it's done properly and without frustrating you as a builder and showed you this is what you need to do and the next kit you get from somebody 
they had the you know the bracing in the back and you've learned where to put it all and how to assemble the corners and you know and you've learned different techniques from different kits obviously are all the same but you know you put three or four kits together and you've got a real good basic understanding you know but um, almost just had to go to the hospital almost just had to go to the hospital right now <laughs> i saw your i saw your face in the, in I was the playing. Uh, screen I'm trying to finish this up, and I was playing with a Zacto knife while you were talking, and I about just cut my finger off. And then I dropped. Eye protection on. Oh, I forgot my eye protection. <laughs> and then I dropped my. And then I dropped my Zacto knife, and it landed in my lap. So I was doing everything I could to avoid it uh, landing point down in my lap. Oh God. So. Almost was a very bad night. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what's worse? Uh, you know that's pretty bad. You know, no, obviously we don't want anybody cutting themselves, so you want to be careful of the tools that you use out there. Make sure you wear your eye but, protection. Uh, uh, what frustrates me more than anything, or or even more scary, is when I have a mi- microscopic tiny little piece and I drop it on the floor. Yeah, you have a you have bench. a heart attack. You have a, you oh have my a short gosh. heart. <laughs> or if it shoots out of my tweezers. You know, you think, you think, oh, I, I need to have a tight grip, okay? I don't want to crush it, but I need to have a tight grip. So you put a tight grip on it, and it shoots off, and now I spend the next 45 minutes running around with a spotlight <laughs> all over the workroom trying to find a darn little tiny itty-bitty piece. And it's you always know? a piece. I could have a I could have a workbench full of junk, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can have a hundred pieces of scrap wood all over my bench, and it's like that one piece I cut custom <laughs> that I cannot lose, and it just falls off on my basement. Oh God! Now, like I said, well, I'm gonna wrap up here with the directions, but um, you know, on the you know on that you know, if if there's directions that you find that you're having a hard time, and there's some way to contact them. Don't just contact them and say, hey, I'm not understanding this. Contact them and say, I'm not understanding your directions. I'm not understanding what you wrote because you confuse the hell out of everybody with how you word things. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't have to necessarily be rude like I just was about that. But, you know, maybe you know, make them aware. Maybe that, maybe that manufacturer has no clue how how bad they really are the one we were talking about okay i can't imagine that they do their kits are actually beautiful i made some really nice ones um but every you know i, I I'll, I'll tell you i'll be honest with you right here now i won't buy another one you know never it's just no. i'll never do that ever again no it, it you know it's just it's, it's awful and you I thought well it would just be that one kit then I bought another one from them well, and, and you it was had, the same way and you had done two before I got mine yeah or or yeah. one of us one of us did two or one of us did one before the other and then halfway through working on them I think you reached out to me and you were like are these instructions like that bad right. and I was like yeah like they're awful <laughs> I can't I can't barely follow them and you, well, I, you have to at, and as you're doing it you gotta as uh-huh. you're reading their instructions, you got to go through it with a pen and scratch out the the line that you just read. Because you, if you look away from the page, you'll never find that spot again. You have to start all over. <laughs> that's, that's what I, was, I even had a highlight. I had one of those highlight pens, and I was doing the same thing. I would highlight as I went through, just to say, "Okay, I did that. Now I'm here." You know, um, I was talking to um, at the expo. 
uh, to Jim Mooney, uh, the, that designer guy from from um, uh, Bar Mills, uh, briefly, and and he was saying, I mean, uh, the hardest, absolute hardest part for the manufacturer to do is to write the directions out, you know, and that's coming from, you know, arguably one of the better direction kits out there uh, from the designer himself, and he's saying the hardest thing isn't really the design work for them of building them, although I'm sure that is, but, and they're awesome at it, um, but the actual writing of, of, of decent directions, that, that, you know, so it helps the modelers out, and uh, we had this discussion, uh, it was it was a very interesting conversation, but, you know, I mean, they're it's probably obviously harder. a company that prides themselves in it. It's probably, that's probably what he's saying is probably harder to write good instructions because anyone can write instructions, but he's saying right. to take the time to write good ones is it's, it's a skill. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Uh, you know, and you got to put some kind of thought process into, I guess for them, it's the order of things. You know, they, they build it, and then I don't know how they do it. I mean, exactly. I don't know how they write them, but you know, is it building them and then after it's all built we go okay this is what I did step by step or you know did they did they start writing it out as they were built designing and building it I don't, I don't know oh, I think he but, said they do if I couldn't if I remember correctly I thought the bar mills guys said they when they're doing a new kit they have two and one is the mm-hmm. one that they build without writing instructions and that's for the picture and then the second one they do is when they go through it step by step and write the actual instructions Right. I remember hearing him oh, say right. that at the show. Well, that, 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 that actually makes a lot of sense. But, you know, obviously, they, they have to put some... They obviously put some work into it, you know, which is good. And, and, and other other manufacturers that are out there, there's a lot of them that do. And, but there are some that frustrate everybody and, and don't uh, take a lot of pride in it. And like you said, sometimes they write, write stuff in there that for pieces that aren't there or pieces that don't fit right. Or, or it they seems like they line them up on the long, wrong it, edges. And, or it seems like they skip an entire step. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah whoa, definitely. whoa! I'm doing this now. Like I didn't even finish that. I didn't even finish yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. So. Anyways. Like I said, uh, that's uh. Well, anyways, uh, we covered that pretty good. Um, what else do we have up here? Next, I think we go to to toolbox. Uh, let's uh, we'll have you start on this. Uh, what's your favorite tool? What's your not your favorite tool because we're going to do this every week um, but what is a tool that you have that you find extremely useful that you really enjoy uh, to you know to have on your workbench and you use it a lot well I'm going to you steal know, something simple or complicated I'm going to steal something that you gave to me here and it's the uh, disposable micro applicators they're these little I think they're makeup applicators I was yeah. just I was using one just a minute ago while we were talking. Uh, I use them for glue. I use them for paint. I use them for a million different things, but they're the best things. They're just the greatest things ever. And I, I forget what you said you paid for them, but some of the well, hobby some of the hobby stores are selling the same thing in packs. And you ran into a guy at the show that was talking about that. They're selling yeah, them in well, you- like ten packs for five bucks, and you can get a whole you can get four hundred of them on eBay for five dollars. Oh yeah, you can go to some of the craft stores. Uh, there's only one or two that even handle them uh, from that company that they they have there. Um, they, 
they they label them as you know hobby uh, I guess I guess they're applicators they don't really call them applicators like micro micro brushes okay and you go to that particular chain hobby store the one that I know has it and you get like eight to a pack it's like 679 for eight of these things and and then you're out of them. I mean, it's it's really expensive. So I went online. Actually, see what what we what we're gonna do is we're gonna find the a link to those things on eBay and Amazon. Okay. Yeah. And for people who are listening, we're gonna put it on our blog on hoscoutcustoms.com. We're gonna put it up on the site so you can go buy these things. It, That's an awesome like, idea. Like two hundred at a time, and mm-hmm. I don't even know who sells these things, but they're gonna if you buy them through our website, you're right. welcome. But I got mine on eBay. I ordered. <laughs> I ordered them, and they were hundred to a. They're they're in a little plastic case, really uh, a really nice applicator case. They are called disposable micro applicators, and you can use them for makeup and uh, I guess uh, the cosmetics and that type of thing. Um, I know that they are used in the dental field and the medical field as well. They are exactly. I mean, one hundred percent exactly what they're in those packet those packets of eight at the hobby store. So they're probably they're buying them from this. They're probably buying them from the same place you're buying them, and they're just repackaging them. Oh, them absolutely, pack. absolutely. And I ordered now. You, they're, I noticed when I went online and found out what they were that they are color coded. The you know the the the, the, the white the white uh, brush head. Um, is different dura- uh, diameters and and uh, thicknesses, uh, how big they are, um, but they're all by color coded. So this one in particular, this off the top of my head is a um, ultra fine, and uh, they have ultra fine, regular fine, and cylinder, and um, you know they're different sizes. So these are purple. There might be yellow ones, there might be red ones, there's blue ones, okay, um, and they have different, and, and they also match the ones that are at the store, the same thing, so they, they probably do repackage them. Um, I found them on, uh, just look up disposable micro applicators, and um, you'll, you'll, you'll find them, but it's 100 to a pack, I got four bottles of these things in this box I ordered, and I paid like 7 or $8 dollars. Okay, plus shipping, of course. But that gave me 400 of these applicators for the same price of, or just slightly higher of what I had paid for eight of them. Okay, and I didn't know it was coming with 400, so I gave Brett two, two packs of them, and we split it. Um, so actually, it comes to like 350 a piece, although I never charged you. <laughs> but um, it would, you know, it, 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 it's super cheap for the same product. And and yeah, they're they're great tools. I was using some the other night, Brett. I like you, I like using them for the uh, for the CA glue or the you know super glue type things. And um, uh, because uh, sometimes putting CA glue on with toothpicks and uh, is is not it, it tends to soak into the toothpick a little bit, and you you have less working time with it. Uh, with these, it's kind of. Uh, keeps the, the tip moist and uh, you can spread it around a little further. <laughs> it keeps the tip moist. Uh, uh, all right. We won't we got to keep it a little, we got to keep it like 
PG, all right? <laughs> PGR, okay? Yeah, you said it. But, um, I did, I did. Uh, anyhow, so, we obviously, uh, you know, that's that's a great tool, man. I mean, those, those are awesome. I know you use them heavy. I, yeah, um, I'm on my last pack. Right. My, my favorite tool, well, not favorite tool, but one of my tools I like, I actually picked three I could work from here, but I'm going to just go with, um, uh, Scissors. Now, these aren't your normal scissors. These are barber scissors. And they're all metal, one piece metal. They're finer tuned, okay? I mean, they're, they're, they're a lot, they're very, uh, very good movement with them. Uh, just like a barber when he's cutting or she is cutting your hair, um, it has very quick action to it, smooth action. Uh, they're precise. They're, they're even even the design shows more pre- preciseness to them. I can get really nice cuts on them with paper, with even with um, the super thin um, laser cut woods and things. If I need to cut from some scrap and stuff, uh, I I have good luck with it, these as well. Um, but I can cut finer details with these, and and I I have two pair of them. Uh, I picked them up in a, one of those places that has like small tools and dental tools and things like that. You can find them at like um, you know flea markets and, and uh, you know, country fair type things where they do something every week and they have like a indoor building with all kinds of vendors. Um, they'll have these things in their tool tool you know small tool uh, dealers uh, for. And they're not real expensive. I think I paid like, like three bucks a pop for them, and and they were brand new. I mean, they're, these are nice, and I'm you know. But if you can get online and you can find yourself some nice uh, um, shears, this company that makes them is called Ace um, Ace Tempered Stainless. Uh, they're made in Pakistan, but I love them. They stay really sharp for me. Um, and uh, I, I have a lot of mobility with these scissors rather than a big clunky pair of craft scissors um, so that's that's my tool here right now uh, you obviously there's a lot of things you you would cut with scissors um, when you're doing roofing and you put your shingles on and you need to cut them right to the edge of the of the when you're done uh, you like to cut the excess off um, these are nice for doing that uh, I get right to the edge uh, I've had good luck with uh, these scissors that's one uh, it's one tool I really, I really enjoy. So, um, okay, so that's our uh, tool box uh, for this this week, and um, we'll call that feature the toolbox from week weekend and week out. Um, and now we're gonna go to it's all in the details. So in it's all in the details. Um, since I've been talking a while here, why don't you go on your finer detail thing. I see your eyes shifting around on my screen here like you're trying to find something. <laughs> no. You want me to go? I got something. No. If you're ready. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was going to talk about the all the people that we bought. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you, I don't know how many you bought from... 600 well, and some. Yeah. <laughs> well, originally you bought all those Chinese people. And oh, yeah. <laughs> they were all tiny. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. I will, I, I, I will recommend before you even get started on this do not 
order. If you're working at HS scale and it says HS scale on eBay and they're from coming from China or wherever, uh, and it says you get for for four dollars you get two hundred people. Just stay away from it. Leave it the hell in China <laughs> because they're they're bad. I mean, they're they're they come in and they're they're like dwarfs. They're tiny. Yeah. They're they're not in scale. They're not HO scale though either. Maybe they, like they may be, be HO like scale town, if you want a bunch of elves. It'd be like if we had a town full of like young teenagers and that was all the people <laughs> in town. They were all thirteen and fourteen. Uh, the entire they're, they're town too short. The yeah. entire town and, hadn't gone through puberty yet. It was it was it was a they weren't they weren't quite midget sized, but they were just they were all small. So, I was all excited because I paid four dollars for or four dollars or something, and that was free shipping and everything. You know, that was last year, and they came in the mail, and I took them into my workbench, and I had a couple of HO regular HO scale figures from Prizer. I was building a kit, and I ordered these uh sailors, I guess they were, uh, from Prizer, and uh, I put them on there and uh, put them up next to it. These ones from China, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it's their children. <laughs> the whole pack so I have them somewhere in a box and uh, give them uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the damn things so, anyways but, we have all those hey, prizer, we have all those prizer figures now so I I had done I had painted a, a few probably close to I don't know 8 to 10 right now and uh, that's, they're sitting in front of my laptop here on the work on my workbench so uh, you know, that's just what that's what comes to mind when I'm thinking of details right now because I'm working on this scratch built building and I'm looking at these people and I'm trying to think about how I can, you know, get this scratch built building a little more life with some details and some people around the front of it like a busy store would have. Yeah. So and the prizer ones are nice. I mean, they're the detail one was it was amazing and you need to you need to have perfect eyesight to see them and you need a magnifying glass, but Heck, you can paint them. We're, oh, and we bought all unpainted ones. We're painting them all by right. hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I got 600 of them in from Prize. I got a good price on them. I bought them in this bulk packs where you, you get, you know, 120 to a, a packet. And you get the work, man. And you get this and that. And, and I know I gave you a big, giant handful of them to work with because I don't want to paint 600 of these damn things myself. But to buy, <laughs> to buy pre-painted ones... You're gonna pay fifteen dollars for five people. Oh yeah! And now, oh, I, now, absolutely. now I know why. And and the other cool thing is we 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 get practice working on painting these figures. The more and more you do on them, the the nicer they become. You know, you start learning the little tricks on them. Right, and yeah. and I think yeah. they look better when you you get a little bit of of your chalk pastel, and you mm-hmm. you scrape some brown chalk off, and you just mm-hmm. dust some brown chalk on the people because it kind of yeah. makes them. I think you told me to do that but it makes them look yeah. a little more the color looks a little more uh like dolled out so yeah i like it too. now do you put it on their faces i do the whole thing yeah i do it on their faces too i didn't i wasn't at first i was just putting it on the clothing but then uh i started putting it on the faces too and yeah, i think it helps highlight some of the facial features definitely now so, the, the when you do the face uh, with the flesh paint, um, you know, I know I'm using all acrylics. I'm pretty sure you are as well. Yep. Um, craft acrylics. Um, do you thin? I I usually thin out my my. Uh, no, I don't thin anything. Flesh out. color. See, I I was thinning out. I was putting it on directly, 
and it was getting a little thick on the face and started to hide some of the features. So I kind of thinned it out when I was putting it on the face uh, just to try and bring features out. I'm still having, I st I'll be honest with you, I still haven't perfected faces. It's amazing what some of those people can do when they hand paint them when I see these dioramas and such and, and uh, see their, you know, how they, you know, I think mine turned out really nice. And, uh, and then I see somebody else's and I'm like, oh my gosh, really? And they're using the same prizer figures, you know? So there's something, you know, but as you work on them more and more, I guess you get better at them. Yeah. But, uh, they're fun. They're fun. I just, I just pluck a hair out of my dog and I use them, I use the hair to paint the people. <laughs> just, nah. just one piece of hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's how you paint them. You have to have a thin brush like that, so you might as well just go all natural and use like a dog hair. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. I, I, I love I use I love using those tiny little brushes on. Let's say anything you can do. Um, so what about you? Like good luck. Well, for what? me, I'm going to go back to this train troll uh, ship. Uh, no, sorry, the the um, uh, fish cart that I'm working on. It's very fine detail stuff. I mean, these laser cuts are extremely, extremely thin. Um, it's uh, it's a small detail part. I'm trying to add detail parts to our wharf and um, harbor area. Uh, so I've been buying what I can when I can afford to. Of course, um, I got some anchors and bollards uh, that I ordered from those from, from Seaport Model Works and he's got a lot of great stuff uh, but I'm trying to populate the area with smaller finer details besides your normal boats and waters and uh, your your water your water itself and the rocks and, and of course your uh, structures that are in the water or above the water but you need to you need to bring your you need to bring your scene to life and sometimes to do that you need these little tiny details, and they can get quite expensive, as you know. We all know that. Um, this one here is just a little tiny fish cart. The details on them are really, really nice. I mean, it, it looks like a plank board cart that was built with wooden, the old style wooden spoke wheels, and uh, it's just really, really a nice kit. Now, the problem with them is you got to be extremely gentle. I read the directions, but we were on the direction kick, and it was saying about on the directions as I got three quarters of the way through and I was already starting it it was one of those cases where I thought ah oh, I could just start building this you know and as I'm reading it one of my pieces snapped one of the thin pieces and we were also talking earlier about how I should, well, first of all I should have read that direction all the way through before I started because it says use the tweezers for everything well I started working with this and there's a, a rail it's supposed to get painted black and it is a uh like a support bracket it's on this thing but it's very 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 super thin and i was kind of overhandling it with my fingers and it snapped and it's got this unique curved shape to it and i couldn't reproduce it i started cutting it from the scrap pieces trying to reproduce it because i'm flipping out i tried gluing it together that didn't work so then i was like trying to i, I got a piece that i cut and it, would, it held together for me, and I was ready to put this into that bracket, and I have, uh, it, it, it came off of my tweezers like we were talking before, and it shot somewhere in this room, and I have no idea where it got to. So, 
I had a broken one, I had a lost one, and I broke down and came up with this with a wire on it. It's this little piece here, Brett. Yeah, I see that. And I made it out of wire, uh, thin gauge wire. Um, I guess I, well, whatever, it's super thin wire. And I made actually a piece by bending it around and super gluing it on. Once it's painted, I don't think it's going to be noticeable. I think we matched it up pretty good. But it's one of these things where you have to really be careful with it. And uh, But it's going to really bring some real nice uh, realism to our to our waterfront scene, I think, uh, with these with these kind of carts. I mean, because you don't have a fish, you don't have a fishing center or a, a harbor uh, where fish are coming in, where you don't have fish in boxes and stuff. So uh, that's what I'm working on right now, and uh, with that, but but that's also a fine detail kit, a fine detail piece uh, that, that I've been kind of kind of playing around with, and uh, you, know, you know, try and get as much fine detail in your kit. The more you add, the more depth you give it. Um, that's it. I don't know what else you have. Are we going to um, go over uh, our product of the week? Yes, product of the week. And Yeah, I have... Um, yes, that's your product. Yes, I'm going to talk about the Casey's Aging Paste. So okay. The, I got it at the Model Railroad Expo, the Fine Scale Expo. What's that do? And I, it, it, I, it's similar to a wash, um, but like an Indian ink wash when you would age a build, like weather and age a building. But I was tired of continually using just a wash, like an ink wash, because uh, eventually your buildings all start to look like they're weathered the same. So I found this paste from Casey's Workshop called Casey's Aging Paste, and here it says take freshly painted worn and beat take freshly painted to warden worn oh my god i can't read a sentence <laughs> it says take oh, freshly painted to worn and beaten instantly so basically it's like a it's a paste and you rub it onto the looks like it looks like um nutella <laughs> like the 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 really nasty chocolate peanut butter uh, it's not that thick though and you you you, right. you brush it onto the building, and then you take a dry a dry like cotton towel, and you wipe it off, and uh, it ages the building. And you can obviously the more you put on, the darker it gets. But uh, it adds like a a brown washed patina to the building. So uh, now, do you put it everywhere on it, or yeah, I I'm I tested it on a piece of of wall for an older building, and I put it over a sign. And I put it over. I did the whole wall except the window, and it it looked good. So yeah. I'm gonna put it on this scratch built one I'm building now. Uh, I'm gonna do the whole building in it, but I didn't want to put paste all over the whole building and then have to restart because it looked awful. Now, is it gonna change the color of the paint at all? Or? No. So if you, had, if you have, so I put it on a. I just put it on a piece of brown, like I painted a wall brown, a light brown. And you can mm-hmm. still see the light brown paint through the dark brown aging, and it just kind of fills in the cracks. If you lifted some boards up, it fills in the boards where it was lifted, and things like that. It doesn't. It doesn't really change. I mean, it's going to change the color and appearance, but you can still yeah. tell the original color underneath it. Oh wow! I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. That's going to be great. So, but it, even though it looks like Nutella, I, I probably I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> 
That's my, so that's a, that's my that's tidbit. That's your new product, huh? Yeah, yeah. So what, what, it, did, uh, what did that little tub cost? So it was $4.50. Um, that's it? Yeah. How many ounces is it? Because it looked like it's been oh, I don't know. jar. Uh, it's like the size of power bait. If you ever fished, yeah, it's like a power bait container. So oh, okay, so like what, like a four ounce, three, three and a half, four ounce jar. Yeah, I mean it's not yeah. that big, okay. but yeah, I mean so it looked huh. good on my test piece. Uh, I liked it. I saw what KC had there, or Casey's workshop had there with his samples of walls that he did with it. So, you know, it's just a different way to weather. I always use chalks and I always use India ink wash. So I figured rather than having everything look like it was weather the same, uh, switch it up with some different weathering agents. So we'll give it a shot on a test piece. We'll see what it looks like here when I finish up the whole building. But from what I've done playing around with it, it looks pretty good. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So I think that's it. That's um, it. We don't have a topic for next week, so we'll come up. With we're just gonna I'm wing sure. it. We'll wing next week. Right. We'll, we'll we'll wing it next week. We'll wing it next week. Hopefully, everybody that's tuning in and, and listening to it uh, joins us again uh, for next week. We're gonna try and record these things on Friday uh, if we can and get them out, you know, before as soon as possible uh, after we edit them and everything. Um, this is all new to us, but. Um, um, you know, hopefully we're going to pick up and uh, we'll get better at this as we go. Uh, uh, thank you all for being uh, tuning in and listening to us here today. All right. Thanks. And uh, right. happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Careful out there. Eat. Eat. Yes. Eat and be careful. All right. Later. <laughs> later. <laughs>